Hello and welcome to another filthy, disgusting edition of Late Night Cruising with Brian underscore Thick Bear here, the star, <laughs> and Rick, Rick Big Easley. Dick Easley, my co-star. And when I say co-star, we're equal co-stars. And of course, you could find co-pigs. We're co-pigs on late night cruising.com late night cruising on twitter instagram everywhere our subscriptions for <laughs> where you can find disgusting sex parties where you can find big dick rick easley's big dick <laughs> uh and with all of that said and done of course brian underscore thick bear go watch me do weird things with my foreskin i want to make that into a shirt okay hi i'm rick easley I'm here in New York City. Brian Mansell is in beautiful Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale, California, Florida. Oh shit! <laughs> I need to drink some more caffeine. Um, hello, everyone. It's Happy Turkey Day week. You, by the time this is aired, you'll be sitting somewhere, hopefully, with your families and friends, having a friendsgiving, Thanksgiving. Or Gobble. getting fucking stuffed at a goddamn Thanksgiving <laughs> sex party because there are a few. I've already seen them. Yes, yes. Because it's Pig Week in Florida, correct? What was that? It's Pig Week. You know what? It's something every week here in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> and when I say something, I really, I've always said this. It's, it's really not about the theme or the event. It really comes down to the people. Gotcha. Because you know what? Baby, listen, you can put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. Every week here in Fort Lauderdale, it's some kind of event. Every week, I swear to God, it's Bear with Three Nipple Week. It's like, trust me, like, you know, I've been here now since May. You know, I work at the Eagle as of now. And every week at the Eagle and all the gay bars, it's like some kind of week. Like, it's Bear Week, it's gay. I swear to God, it has been Florida Gay Pride, Wilton Manor's Gay Pride. Fort Lauderdale Gay Pride, fucking Tampa Gay Pride. <laughs> I love Gay Pride and I love people, but there's a fucking. I swear, I I really mean it. Like, every, like every, Happy Pride, Brian. I'm like, how, how many fucking prides have we had? We're still going. It's fucking November. Like it was just this week was Fort Lauderdale Pride. I'm not judging it because trust me, men do come in. God bless them. But it's like what I mean by this. It depends on the crowd that's being brought because you know what it's like we've talked about before with uh you know events like baby we can have the black party but if everyone there is not fetish kinky men baby now it's just a circuit party and people are doing drugs like what like what do you you know so so you so, had a good weekend is that what you're telling me uh no i uh, <laughs> you know uh listen i i don't really know because i'm not gonna lie i like to be very honest i don't really go out uh i am an entrepreneur Besides late night cruising, we all know all the disgusting, dirty things I do as a sex worker. God bless my life. I don't really have a social life. My social life is going to work. So I only see from behind the bar, and the eagle always hides me in the worst sections and areas. Again, why I'm job hunting. What the fuck? But anyway, uh, so I just see a, a glimmer of the rare men that stumble into this side bar. What was that, Brian? You come back to New York City? Oh, okay, the thanks. Okay, bye. Trust, listen, baby, if it wasn't for the weather, which I'm obsessed with, and also my quality of life, I have a life-size Santa right now in my apartment, okay, that's what I mean by quality of life. Uh, yeah, it's, it's chilly here right now, I will tell you no, that. No, I really do have a life-size Santa. Can you see it, Rick? Because we're FaceTiming. Oh, okay. 
you little daddy in the corner. Okay, I see yeah. you. You know, I'm going to say, like, you know, as much as I love, and I'm good, I, we all know, I'm going to be commuting back to New York starting January for me and Rick to do more podcast work. And, uh, you know, big announcement, big announcement. Some surprise things at, at maybe uh, the cough in New York City and some other gay establishments. But uh, I really do mean it. And I keep on telling this to everyone. I do like living with better quality of life. Like, I, I do, I cannot take how I have fake plants and a life-size Santa. I'm basically living my Jewish-Italian Long Island dream, <laughs> a, a housewife dream. I literally drive around in my beautiful car, when I say car, SUV, and I will go to Costco and walk out with a life-size Santa. He was only $49. Oh, but, so you give me, you know you give me butch realness because you got an SUV. Because I can. Because I can. Okay. Big Same daddy. thing I also have a twenty-gallon fish tank right there. So you have a tank. you have a mobile whorehouse, is what you're telling me. A mobile whorehouse? Oh, oh! I only jerk off naked in my car. Oh, you can't eat? No, no backseat, Betty. No, you know what? I listen. I, I'm grown folk, okay? Uh, and what I mean by grown folk is this: I always say, "Listen, I get it. It's hot, baby boo." When I was 18, that's when I was giving blowsies and handsies in the car. Okay, <laughs> I'm grown. The only thing I do in my car is because I'm an exhibitionist. I like to drive around naked, touch my nipple, stroke my dick, go on grinder and scrub. Like, hey, I'll, I'll drive in your driveway. Come watch me. And a lot of people think I'm spam because uh, it's not a celebrity moment. Because trust me, I am not a celebrity. Uh, I am on the lower end of higher up, like Twitter and <laughs> things like that. But I've had some men lately, recently, when I send them my picture... They think I'm spam and fake. And I'm like, no, no, that's me. I'm Brian underscore Thick Bear. That's my Twitter. I really am in my red 2019 Hyundai Tucson jerking off naked. I am not fake. And I had a, I had a story just recently. I went up. I find this one guy. I was like, yeah, come. Him and his husband both come outside to watch me naked strick strick in my dick in my car so hot. And they're like, oh my fucking God, we thought you were catfishing us. We thought it was gonna be like, you know, this like, you know, I don't know, this fucking like, you know, really like 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 old guy or like fat guys. And I'm like, well, first of all, I love I love men of all different sizes and old. But I was laughing because I'm like, what do you mean spam? I'm like, you're telling me that how dare I have a sexual be an exhibitionist. I can't explain how I said it, but we were talking for a few minutes, but I was like, some people tell, like when I jerk off on Facebook, we've talked about this before. I jerk off on Facebook nonstop. I'm like, oh, because I love it. I, I love guys watching me. Come. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. I, I'll message guys. A oh, lot of on Facebook guys, Messenger. Because I've had men shame me. They've been like, oh, if you go be friends with Brian, uh, Thick Bear, you know, he'll jerk off. And I message back because they think I'm looking for money. Or that I'm spam or fake, and I'm like, I'm not looking for money. I told you I am into this. It's a compliment that you think that I'm looking for money, but no, I think you're attractive, and I want you to watch me bust my nut on my couch. And it just so happens you're out at the bar with all of your friends. I want you to watch. But the point of the story is that's the only thing I do in my car. My car, listen, blowsies in the car. That's when I was 18 years old. We didn't have a house. I'm grown. I have a house. I can host. But but you don't get turned on by the destination kind of sex? N listen, this is where my age does come in. Like, you know, I, always say, like, <laughs> I see myself as younger mentally, but this is where the old man comes in. Bitch, I'm 36. Are you kidding me? <laughs> listen, I don't care. who. There's nothing hot about trying to 
fucking cracked my back and my knees in the back seat of my goddamn Honda. Well, I'm not saying you have to be inside the car, but like hanging out, like bent I mean, over your seat or listen, door open, like you know. Home. I do gymnastics. Oh, oh well, I'm mean, sucking dick like at the car door. I mean, I guess so. But my thing is this: I'm like. I know it's not a rush, like, bitch. Like we got time. Like you want to go back to my house? Like I want to do this. Listen, when I suck dick, I like. Well, actually, no. I'm gonna say this. As I get older, forget about getting sucked, even uh, sucking, even getting sucked. I have learned. I am not this. It's not a race. I like it slow. This is very new for Brian and Scripic Bear. I, I had a week where the, I had a man blowing me for quite some time, and I was like slow. So I think he sucked my dick for a good 45 minutes. It was wonderful, magical. That's why my thing with the car, I'm like, listen, Russian, that's for boys. Men, you stroke the, wait, what's the saying? Boys stroke the shaft, men stroke the head. I, I always remember it was the same. No, no probably boys stroke, stroke the head, men stroke the, um, the shaft because the shaft is a lot longer. I, no, I, I think I, whatever the saying was that I'm clearly butchering, the <laughs> saying was it was something about how men don't rush, how boys, like young gays, are like just so like, one, two, three, 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 where men are like, I want to enjoy this. Like, not because, because trust me, I've met men who they can come multiple times. Like the like the man I was with the other night, the boo, uh, we came three times in an hour sitting. So trust me, it is not a old man technology thing. But I, something about that saying was saying about like, I can't remember what it was. I'm going to have to fucking Google it and find it. I remember this man told me I died. It was just something insinuating about like, you know, men, you know, you play with the head, not the shaft. The shaft is for boy. I think it was something also about like how boys, because like you just touch anywhere on their dick, they'll come. Where men, it's like, this dick has felt everything. It's time for the head. <laughs> But on top of that, Rick, how was your week? How much sex did you have in the sauna steam room? I, what did you walk home with in the bathrooms? I was busy. Me? I was busy reading my new favorite book, um, Cruising, which I got on Amazon. It's called Cruising. We're going to go all into that, but before we do that, Intimate History back. of Radical Pastime. That's the book I have. I also wrote a post about nine ways to find a sex party this week. And uh, it got a I lot of great response. Yeah. I think I just did. I yeah. retweeted it before I called you. Gracias. <laughs> um, but I just felt like I was, I don't know, I was going to, initially I was going to write a post about, you know, the do's and don'ts of a sex party and the etiquette, yada, yada, yada. But I saw all these articles already posted. I'm like, mm. A lot of them do cover the basis of it, but as I started to like think about writing a list for it, I was just felt like I couldn't really add much to it. So I figured in lieu of that, I was like, well, let's find out sex parties. That's when I realized that nobody has written about how to actually find one. They talk about all oh, when you get it, but like, how do you find a sex party? So that's that's what I did this weekend. It got a lot of great response, which inspired me to write more blog posts about different types of parties. So be on the lookout for some new exciting articles coming up. I don't want to give not, nothing away right now because I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to approach it. Am I going to do a listicle like I did just now, or am I going to do just a general, like informative? 
post. It's just basically the subject of it. We'll talk about that later. I'll clean it up and make it amazing because, God, you know, I'm pretty good at this stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but, um, but I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, but the website is coming along. It's gotten better. I'm getting ready for 2022. We have Claw 22. Claw, which wait, is... Nish- wait. Wait, oh stop, shit! Stop! 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 What? Stop, what stop, now? Stop, what happened? Stop! Stop! Ricardo, you never told us about your personal week, like you said you want to talk about. I it. did. That was that was that. Capades you've had like fun something. I actually, I actually been on a on an impromptu, and not not no nut because I'm still jerking off, um, but not doing the no nut November. Um, somebody, I mean, I've heard other puns like it's even on. Um, Big Mouth now, the No Nut November. They had an episode on it. That was quite Wait, funny. So you're not you're not having sexual encounters with any other men? No, I am busy. I'm trying to get the website structure for my pigs so they can have sex. So once that's set up and all I do is just update, then I can go pee. You know, I'm about to turn 44 in a couple of months. So I'm going to pig out. I'm going to pig out in a new year. Well, you know what? I Listen, I support you. When I say I support you, I worry about you because, uh, you know, hearing about this no, no November nonsense. And I, 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 Brian and Swiftick Bear, will say this for the record. I am against it. I will boycott it. I, like you, am too busy being an entrepreneur. I normally just jerk off, but, and of course, my clients. But sometimes I just have to. I, I did that the other, on Thursday. I went to 321 for 45 minutes, sex club here in Fort Lauderdale. I literally walked in at 12 o'clock, walked in at 12.45. I was like, walked out. I was like, listen, I'm here on a mission. I need semen to come out of my penis with another man present or in my mouth or on my dick or something. Bing, bang, boom, left. So I just needed it because I don't know how these know The thing is, even though I live a life of just masturbation and clients, Sometimes I just—I'm sorry—it's the demons. It's like they say in all these Italian straight, uh, like the Jersey Shore, and all. It's as men, you got to release the demons sometimes, not just by your hand. There's different powers. Well, it's the—it the, makes you crazy. You, that's why serial killer killed because they're not jerking off and getting off. You got to unleash that that testosterone. Uh, testosterone fucks up your body. I'm telling you, if they was dying. getting. If they were getting ass and pussy like crazy, they wouldn't have time. They just wouldn't. They just wouldn't. Listen, I watched I watched They're... all twelve seasons of Chrono Minds. I'm basically an FBI agent. I, I mm... actually work for the federal. And Bureau yeah, a lot of them were crazy, lonely, isolated people. How many of them was in loving, beautiful relationships? None of Wait, them. Wait, talking about Ted Bundy? He, not Ted Bundy. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer fucked. He got that man fucked left and right. He just also ate them and killed them. Well, he's a but cannibal. the point is, that was his actual, you know, the fetish. Okay, we're not going to talk about sex and serial kills, but you know what? That's our, that's our, that's on our, our true crime. Is that going to be our true crime episode? 100%. But I pray that you. Sex and serial killers. In the sauna or the steam room after the gym. Um,. I, you know, I mean, I gave, I mean, I had some smoked sausage in the steam room uh, a week or two ago. Oh, but it wasn't God. this, but it yeah, wasn't this week. Now. It just oh, wasn't this we week, as you as, know. Oh, as long as some kind of skin flute has been touched or played with, God bless. Yeah, you know. God bless Jesus. You know, it was, um, but, um, 
I Speaking of serial killers, my new I did watch Dexter. That's my new addiction. Um, that's my new. Speaking of serial killers, I, my new addiction is Dexter on Showtime: The New Blood. And that was oh, it. I tell you, I've been watching a lot of films and TV, and then just website, 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 website. Did Wait, I say website? Oh, website. I, I hate talking about non-sex, but there's a new Dexter out. What? Yeah, Dexter: New Blood on Showtime. Oh, bitch, listen, I'm a po' folk. I don't have the showtime. Okay, I got Hulu, I got the Netflix, I got we'll, Prime. We'll, we'll, we'll work something now. We'll talk. We'll work out, but I want to know about the nine ways to find a sex party post because I saw it literally right before I called, so I had to retweet it, of course, because, I mean, we t- we've talked about that so many times on the podcast, too, but I love it because it's really true. So many men just don't talk about these things. Like, that's the thing. Like Because you know what? They're embarrassed. Like, you're like, like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. I have no idea how to find a sex party. Sex <laughs> it shocks me when I talk to men about these things, you know, which, like, we always say why you and I do this podcast and why we started. Because I take it for granted, like, that I know about, like, a bathhouse where I'll be talking about things constantly. These men have absolutely no idea what... Like three, two, one, where I said before, it's a sex club. Three, two, one, slammer. By the there way, there are men who have absolutely not only no idea what it is, but it's three, two, one, slammer for the audience. What was that? You said just three, two, one. I'm letting them know it's three, two, one, slammer. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. They, they call it slammer. They call it three, two, one. Like you know, the pigs in the area. But um, I, I feel that the biggest problem with our community now, Rick, is and this is why I love what we do, and especially your post, nine ways to find a sex party on. Twitter, uh, I think it's amazing because a big part of our, I feel like, sexual downfall of freedom and sexual positivity is that so many of these gay men don't know what's out there. It's like sniffies, which I've talked about. That, I love and they don't, and I think they also don't yeah. know the history and the privilege they have to intend of, you know, it's a, like, it's a privilege, especially after reading this book, you, like, people are still getting arrested for centuries because it was a crime and it's like now we got gay marriage we got you know all these gay bars and gay cities a lot of these places didn't exist and some of them did exist with the help of codes and um secret messages there was this thing called an address book that gave you the listing that was like like almost like a handwritten like a calendar like it sometimes it was outdated, but like it was like almost like a magazine of cruising spots, parks, beaches, but that's, but that's our world still to this day. Like not for anything, you know. And I'm not trying to do a shameless plug, but that's what late night cruising, what you and I do, is. There is no like we're we're still and even though it's not uh, the ads like the paper, we're still like making up websites for gay men to find where sex parties are. And like, like yes, it's great. We we've moved forward with the gay bars are public, but like, three, two, one. Like even though there's a website of it, like we still are making websites telling people, telling men where they can go, where they can fully be naked and have sex with each other, or where they can go cruising. Like that's what Sniffy's does. Sniffy's we have to we have to create our own history in that sense. Like we have to do our own research. We don't. We can't just go to a museum and see gay there's no gay museum where you can go and see the culture and the history of our of our um of our tribe of our group there's no it's also though too it's not that we're pigs and i really mean i know i talk about this nonstop. 
But when I talk about, when we all talk about these cruising and all these different things, uh, the thing is, this is where our culture makes it worse and where I was saying that, it, you know, and this is why I love, I'm very excited for this podcast to talk about the book as well. Back in the day, we are a minority again, again, and again, and again, and again. The majority of our time, we are alone. We are by ourselves. Like, we don't have the assets to just go out somewhere every night and meet other men that, like, like I'm going to say, like, I'm comparing straight people. Straight people have, like, you can meet a girl at the gym. You can meet a girl here. You can meet a girl there. You can meet a girl there. You can meet a girl at the Coffee shop, bars, go- restaurants, malls. You know, with us, like, we can only meet a gay man, another man that is a gay man that likes men, if we're at a gym that happens to be a cruising gay gym that we secretly know about, if we're at a gay bar, we're at one of these secret sites, and we're again about to say about sex is, I always say it's not that we're pigs. Gay men are more sexual because yes, when you're alone for the majority of the week and you have your like we're adults, all you do is jerk off by yourself, jerk off by yourself. You try to find the one. Your friend Sally set you up on a date with this guy Jake. He's a bottom, you're a bottom. Didn't work out. Yeah, you're fucking horny. And it's not only horny, but you want the touch of another man. Because that's why I always say, too, I hate that they call us sluts and pigs. Gay men, we're sluts because the Dr. Phil, and I just read this somewhere. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I can't quote it 100% because I don't know where I found it. But they were saying that it's not that we're sexual. It's that underlining a lot of people who they call sluts, who are promiscuous, even in the straight world, it's because we're craving love. And that's where we want. So for gay men... And I'm going to say I'm one of them. At 36 years old, baby, my dick has been sucked every different way of the world. I've sucked dick. I, I clearly, nights that I think I'm trying to be a slut, it's because I'm craving affection and love from a man. And I live in a world as a sexual minority that I cannot find that anywhere. And I'm at my wit's end. So you force yourself to go out just to have the touch of another man. And the thing is, that's what this article I was reading, which I will quote it, homework. He was saying this, this God, this fucking guy was so good. Uh, I, I know is, I is this Yorker the article? It's a, it, it's a, he does like blogs, I guess. Fuck, so off topic. I, I no, that's find that's that. fine. If you if you find that, I would post and share that blog. Yes, I love the blog uh, about because he he really talks. He's a therapist, so he talks about the therapy of it. And he keeps on saying about how you know forget about straight people, but especially with the gay community, he goes they call us promiscuous. It's not promiscuous that we're all craving love because again, we all live in this world like we've talked about so many times. When you see a hundred men in a gay space and we're all like, you know, able to take our dicks out, it's so rare you're with a hundred men that also like men. Like that's what you know, and that that's what I love about uh the Cause people th- we we have uh, because we're so visible now, people just assume that we're all taking care we all have the possibility we ha- we all have the same options as straight people and that's not true. I think that's what warps people's perception because they see gays out and about and now more people are coming out more people are they know about people here and there that's gay so they thinking oh it's over it's it we're fine we're good and it's like no you only have gay a lot of gay bars and places on the coastal areas what about the middle of america you know it's scatter plots here and there so unless you're um, financially stable to travel out to big cities or, you know, it, it's well, not... that it's about being a minority. And I, when I say minority, I'm talking about numbers. 
know, I was talking to my very good friend, Luca D'Amour, last night. I, I, right now, his Twitter is, he's one of the, like me, his Twitter was deleted, but he hasn't gotten it back yet. Hopefully, he will. Uh, I'm trying to think where you can find Luca. He does a lot of porn. Anyway, that point of story is, uh, Mr. Luca, we were talking about, uh, uh, for example, black uh, porn groups that, are talking about the in, uh, in ex- being uh, not what's what I'm looking for. He's basically they're trying to make like all these they, they have all these ideas, and we're talking about the subject matters of like you know uh, there's a there's a Chinese gay it's called what's it called uh, gay fever or something. There's a few different companies coming up where they're all about this company is just for uh, it was a gay uh, Asian men or you know even something stupid like he was saying to me about like the the ginger group and you know all these different like black uh porn companies that are trying to arise and start and i was we were talking about something what i was saying was just like in porn with gay porn even though yes there's so many gay men to us that you know we're seeing we're still in the majority of the world a minority and what i was saying with this was like for example yes i understand what you're saying but the thing is being a black man were a minor you're a minority being a black gay man you're even more of a minority so the thing is for a company to exist and this is where i understand there's porn companies about this with gay porn too you need to be producing like 20 million videos whatever it is you know a day and now you have okay so we're only going to use black actors okay so now you have a smaller number of those actors because they're a minority compared to like, for example, I don't know, uh, you know, Caucasian. Men. Now it's black gay men. I say this about go-go dancers. When we used to hire go-go dancers all the time, we would tell people, it's not that we don't have men of color. It's that there's not, a, we're not getting 50 black men come in a month to try to go-go dance for us. And that's why we don't, you don't see a lot. You know, because even like, you know, for example, I'm just, when people, I worked with people Tell, always, I feel like, a, I feel like the problem too is people demand things in theory, yes. with actuality, a lot of it doesn't exist. So yes. it's like, you can ask for this all you want, but in the reality, it doesn't exist. It's not that many. And yeah, I think, I think it, it kind of like, well, well, it should be, but then it's just like, well, how do you do go about doing that? And then you get crickets. A lot of people talk about, oh, they want this and they want that to happen. But when you ask, how do you go about it? They have no response. So a lot of people want to give input without any output. You know what? I love that because it's also about being shown, you know, this is what, okay. uh, Monster Cup porn, which I've shot with Hunter, same thing with him. You think it would be so easy, like, oh, because Monster Cup porn is for not only hairy men and bears, it's also for men that are not mainstream porn. Like, I'm not mainstream, it's a regular person, like, I go, whatever, Jim, this, that. But the thing is, even though that's great, and that's what his porn companies, and he has so many videos, he's been, you know, Monster Cup has been around for years, he still talks about it, he goes, yeah, but we're a minority of a minority. It's still a struggle to find actors to be in his porns to find men that are gay that are body positive or regular men who are ready to go shoot a porno mainstream style do you see what i'm saying and that's the same thing about uh with all these things and that's what i was trying to say about the whole topic that we're talking about with this therapist and we're talking about about going to our book about cruising the 
people keep on forgetting that like it's opinions like you were saying before too because all these new age homosexuals and i'm gonna say it the gay men who do not like people like us and when i say gay men there are so many gay men right now that can already hear them and feel them looking at us saying well that's not true i'm not a dirty slut like you guys i well you know what honey let your cobwebs and your dick dry up seven days a fucking week i think they know all saints <laughs> just like the brand the all saints they 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 walk a fine line they're they're the type of people that want to be taken home to mom and dad they don't want to cause any trouble they're apol- they're not political they're not controversial they just want to get along with everybody very pacifist and you know they just want to spread love and cheer and show the the world how great and positive gay people can be they care about so much about straight people and what they think and how they, the appearances that they lack doing anything that shows their true character or to make themselves, I don't know, unique or, you know, it's very passive, very whatever you think. It's like a, almost a reflection of, it's almost a reflection of what they, the, the, the audience they want attention of. Like, like they don't have a personality. It's more about me reflecting whatever you think is good. So it's like, it's very fickle and it's very like, what What do you think? What do you think? Well, I think we should do this then. We shouldn't do that anymore. Okay. And they're all for it. It's- well, I think also something that you just brought up was that a lot of these men that I'm talking about who judge, I'm going to say this. I know it's going to say, I, ooh, ooh, this borderline. Like, ooh, God, I'm so on the edge. So many of these men are men who are straight, who just finally came out and that they're gay. And I'm not trying to judge them or ridicule them, but because no one's to judge anyone. But you also have lived your life, even though it wasn't good sex, you did have sexual relations and you had human touch and you had intimacy with a woman for all these years. So, yeah, now you were able to spend the time looking. Or these younger homosexuals, I will say they are right with this. My mother always says, why buy the cow when the milk is free? I will say, and I give hope to this, a lot of these younger generation gays who don't live the life of that sexual cruising, yeah, some some of them, some of them are blessed. And within a year, they, they, they always have a boyfriend. Like I, I've been seeing this, a lot of the younger generations that had that snot up nose to me, they, they've always had a boyfriend, they always have intimacy. So it's true, they're not like craving. We're all cruising. But the thing is, it, it shows, in my opinion, it can lead, it, a lot of it's from insecurity of being, the fear of being alone. So they have to have someone in their life to validate that they are loved, they're attractive, they're a good person. Because to them, having a boyfriend equates to those positive things. But what I mean is, like, think about cruising. When cruising really thrived was back in the day before you really could have like a partner and be open and be have a lover so i see this i understand because that's what a lot of men have said that because we are out there and open now that you know there's no need for us to all go be sluts because now i can date johnny but you know what i love watching uh, this is so i don't like this, this is a very <laughs> bad body. I, hate, I, I always go say, ahead I, say I, it. I live a very buddhist life but I, I, I still mm. am funny and who I am. <laughs> I love watching the men who talk all this talk about being above it all. And then all of a sudden, year two comes of them being single. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these men who 
who all talk to me and, and talk about a cruising. All of a sudden, now you see that alleged man right in the rafters with the rest of us. <laughs> at a glory hole, cruising at the gym. So this, at this, the dick dock. Who is non-sexual because now after two years of not having that intimacy, the passion, the companionship, all of a sudden you realize you're not a slut, honey. It's that subconsciously, this is what I was talking about, that blog guy saying, the reason why gay men are promiscuous is subconsciously, if we can't have companionship and love and what we want, we get to this point where like, oh my God, I don't care how, I just need another man touching me while I come. Well, I, it, I think, I think... I think it also comes down to men and their anatomy because even straight guys, I think a lot of them stray from their spouses or wives or girlfriends if they're in a relationship that's not intimate, that they don't have sex. And I think that's why you see them have affairs or start cheating. I and- say it, but I do agree with that. And I, it's very sexist in a way, but not because it is genetics as well. But, you know, men- but yeah, I don't think I've, I'm not saying to be sexist, but I think it's more oh, no, of the no, genetic no, 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 no. code. I, I'm not, I wasn't calling you. I, I'm saying like the thing. No, no, no. Are- but I wanted to clarify for the audience. That- yes. But men, it's true. Like, you know, I'm going to say like, you know, listen, our anatomy is our anatomy. Listen, testicles and a penis. They're like, you know, my favorite thing. I always remember this man said this um, cat and a mouse. Men and women are like cat and mouse. There's that balance. Gay men are like two freight trains running at each other. That's like, and I love that saying because he's right. And it's true. Like, you know, in the straight world, there's always that cat and mouse game. Like, the, you know, the man is the cat and the woman's the mouse. Or again, I'm going to say this vice versa. Trust me, there are many women out there that, that are cats, you know. And <laughs> like, you know, the dominance. We're with gay men for the most part, we're both the same. We're both 100% horny. There's not one of us who's 40%, you know, one of us 50. Like, there's, there's no, you know, there's no soft and hard. Like, you know, like, I mean, this is what I love about the straight man. This, I, Oh, my God. You have to tell your straight, Rick straight roommate, this is the first time I'm ever talking nicely about a straight guy. I did love <laughs> the straight guy. And when I say I loved him, it's also because I tried to have sex when he was a model, and I loved him. We worked together at a bar. But anyway, <laughs> he's right, though. He said, like, you know, with men, even with sex, a man and woman, it's hard and soft. It's, you know, like, the woman, like, you know, is a soft, delicate rose petal. And, you know, where a man is so rough, but because it's so rough and coarse, like, you know, when he goes to touch her clit, he, he's so gentle and soft. He's like, gay man. He's like, you guys are both like, wham, wham, wham. He's like, guys, like, I, he's like, I thank God every day I'm not gay, not too homophobic. He's, he's always saying, he's like, he's like guys, like, I, I feel bad for you guys. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, it's like ADHD. And I'm like, do you? Do you want do you want me to show you what it feels like when you're addicted <laughs> to my mouth? Do you want me to show you my ADHD? I always say this to him. But the point is, is that even with when it comes to all these this cruising books that we're talking about, all these cruising stories, they relate to everything you were just saying that we were just talking about. These were the days when also men were that's what they were going through. Cause I, you know, you see so many documentaries and movies of like we talked about with our favorite uh uh the AIDS pandemic movie in London. Even that man who's like, you know, not a cruisy or, you know, acclaimed slut, he still needs touch and he needs sex and things back then. That man who now would be that cunt who judges us in the corner, like, look at all these dirty pigs, you know, when he's at the dance club and people are sucking dick. That man back then, every once in a while, would be like, okay, let me go walk by the pier and. I need to, you know, I, I need to, I, 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 you know, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, where now it's like, 
there's all this judgment. That's why my favorite story, like I said, I what, love And then, too, a lot of them are settling for emotional um, affection through the apps. So before exactly. it was like the oh my god you don't go on to ask for sex you don't go you don't go to ask they just want sex now they realize they can interact with all these men and they can get that attention they can flirt and be coy and then give you a little attention and disappear and then oh I'm so busy but but they can talk to multiple guys and get that that love and affection digitally without having to either commit. Or also, I think it's the feeling of wanting to be wanted. Oh, that's, that a that's another men, point. That's a good point. I think a lot of gay men out there, because you know what, not for anything, but look at our, look at, especially now, this is something that's different from, you know, the, the cruising days. Now that being gay is so, I feel like the cruising days too, days were also bigger too, because, you know, until really the late 2000s, you know, and I, uh, you know, like, I really will say this about like that whole us being woke that, you know, gay people are accepting this route. You know, there, there's less people who are necessarily closeted where, you know, like, for example, what is that movie? Oh, fuck, another great movie. It was on Netflix. Uh, Boys in the Band. Ah! Oh! Yes. Oh, and Boys in the Band. Those men were all boy and homosexuals. Everyone knew they were gay. There was no secret they still were living this not out and proud. Like, even though, like, the, like the one, the man who's the star of it, even though, gir- girl, there's not one person on that fucking, on God, when he was, the scene where he's flaring the taxi. Baby, even back, you know what's so funny? Kathy Griffith, not Kathy, oh, excuse me, Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers just said something about this. This, is what, this relates to this. She, back in the day, you weren't allowed to say the word homosexual on TV. And Joan Rivers, who has been a stand-up comedy comic her entire life, her, her career revolves around gay. She loves gay men. She used to always call gay men dancers or hairdressers. Like it was always her joke. Yeah. And uh, because she wasn't even allowed to say pregnant, like like, like she talks about, it. like you know, like like because she was on TV like in the beginning as, as a racy, you know, like like you know. I remember uh, she was she was like the ballsy white woman. It was like, oh my god, yes. I can't believe she said that. And what she said was, even back then, you weren't allowed to say like, like, oh, well, of course, I'm doing show business. Everyone here is gay. Like, you know, she'd be like, oh, well, they're all dancers. But the point is that now we live in this world where we're allowed to be out and we're allowed to be uh, seen in that way. Uh, God, where was I just going? I'm sorry. The second I start talking about Joan Rivers, the gay in me just disappeared. Like, (laughs) fucking Joan Rivers. God, now I'm like, uh, but but the, the point is that even with us being able to be out like this, and that's where cruising uh, back then, what I'm saying is that you weren't able to, you didn't hear as much of like, oh, you're so good looking, you're so good looking, but he's gay. Like back then it was, oh, you're so good looking, hopefully you'll find a girl sometime, sometime soon. But the thing is, then it, I feel like it's a mental thing, is that back then when you're hearing all day that you're so attractive, it was like, it's not that, oh, if I'm so attractive, why can't I find a man? It's like, oh, I'm so attractive, but I'm in the, I can't, you know, we, we live a world that we can't be out. Where I feel that now in gay culture, and this is where I, I, what I meant by being wanted, is that, think about it, any man you see that's gay, you know, everyone, everyone's mother, sister, cousin, you're so good looking, Johnny. Oh my God, he's so hot. Hopefully I'll meet a man someday. You know, and then you get home and, you're alone and you know and that's what i mean by that whole want being wanted it's not just a thing about love it's also a thing about you know you're sitting there on grinder or scruff and you're like 
like you know i'm gonna say i'm, I'm i hate doing this because i'm not trying to make it about me but it's true like someone like myself i, I i'll sit here on grind and scruff when no one messages me i'm like how do twenty-two thousand men tell me i'm hot on twitter but I can't even find one man to just give me a hand job or watch me jerk off because and touch me. You don't belong on apps. You are extra intro, introverts are for apps, extroverts is for cruising. But what but the well the point you is that you 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 are feeling that I feel that a lot of gay men don't realize that's why they're cruising. You know, and that's why with the apps that but, they, they but want like to I be said, I, but I for me, I think now it's become based on personality traits. I feel like people who are introverts do better on social media and apps than extroverts because we are more outgoing. We respond. When we click with someone, we're connecting, we're communicating, we're this. We're not going to disappear. If we disappear, we're going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to step off. I'm going to fall back. Introverts just disappear. And I could be, I could be wrong, you know. But it, no, but I, I agree with what you're saying about that because I feel like that's a big part of. The I feel I change. feel like you're the you're the I feel like you're the loud person in a quiet room. Oh, and it's just like you want everybody to speak up and say something, but they're too shy to even say anything. And it's just like you but don't you, be, though, you don't I, belong. I, and my thing is, you don't belong in that room. Get out. But even in person, I, and when I say when I say me, I just want. I feel like you're doing this too. We're not talking 100 percent just about ourselves. I, I'm talk. I'm every gay man. I'm talking about myself as a category. Like Rick is talking about himself as a category. Like cause when I see other gay men who are similar to me, for example, at a sex club, like I'm one of those people. Forget about being impatient. I am clearly like out there. There are some men, and I've seen this many times cruising. There's some men that it's like, man, how fucking long are you gonna stand in the corner? I fucking. Like, let's do it. There's some men who don't like that. And I've seen other men similar to me go in for the kill and the man, like, be very, like, it's too much. I'm like, well, we're walking around with our dicks in our hands. What do you mean it's too much for you? You know, and it's so Because, funny, because they want to be time. introverts in, 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 in extroverted um, environments. Yes. And that's, that's, exactly. and that's why I say introverts belong on apps, extroverts belong in, in public. But these these I mean, they they will cross, but at the same time, is just know that know your audience. You're not going to get the same response you're going to get cruising on an app that you will cruise in public. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's hard to be a mind reader, and I'll I'll say this: listen, straight people. This is where we are all the same, gay or straight. The only thing that we're different about is that again, we're we're more at a rapid race because again we are a minority so and that's what i mean by rapid race that straight men and women there's more that chase and hunt and going slow because you know what i'm on i'm on tinder for example well nothing too they they have options that's the thing they don't realize how privileged they are and they're the reason why the reason why they're not is because they're privileged they're privileged because they have lots of options thousands of women on that app Thousands and thousands. They're not going to send their dick pics to everyone because also women are different. Gay men, it's like, do I send a dick pic? Do I say, hey, how are you? Do I say you want to go to dinner? Do I say, do I want to make him my boyfriend, husband, fuck fest, now, dirty whore? What, what do you, you want to do? What am I in the movie? Oh yeah, God. it's based you on know? my mood. Um, I, I was going to say, um, I think this is a great segue to read a few things out of the 
cruising book by Alex Espinoza. And you can follow him on Twitter. Wait, say his name again. I didn't hear you. Alex Espinoza. Alex? Yep. Espinoza. Espinoza. Yes. This is the intimate history of cruising, an intimate history of radical pastimes. I love that. Radical pastimes. Because in essence, it is a radical. It's not something that's done in other cultures in that way. There's cruising, because he talks about the book. When he was growing up, cruising meant getting dressed, seeing his brothers and cousins getting dressed, wearing their best clothes, getting their car ready, and just driving around to see who they run into. That was cruising to them. And that's for a lot of straight people, that's what cruising is. Like, oh, let's just cruise around. They have no destination in place. They just want to get out and be seen or see what's out there. And so which is just like us, but in a for a different outcome. But when you first opened the book, he has a quote from another author, John, I want to say it's Rishi or Rishi. It's John R-E-C-H-Y. He's the author of the book, The Sexual Outlaw. And the quote is, the promiscuous homosexual is a sexual revolutionary. That right, that sentence in there is just like, wow. Then it goes on to say, each moment of his outlaw existence, it, he confronts repressive laws, repressive in quote morality, and then in the next sentence is parks, alleys, subway tunnels, garages, streets. These are the battlefields. And it is a radical, a sexual revolutionary. Like we weren't allowed to have sex. It was against the law. We had to do in secrecy. So when we're going cruising, we're out in the battlefield. We're in places that you wouldn't expect men would congregate in public. So it is, you know, and you never know when you're going to get arrested or get assaulted or get robbed or bashed or what have you. So it is, and that's as a battlefield. Also, I just want to say too, it's also, like I said again, and we all talk, says it's the heat of passion. Being a minority, when you're on that subway, sometimes I'm going to say this, I've seen documentaries, I've seen movies like this, and it's true. They show gay men that are not doing it to be sluts. It's that, oh my God, I'm on a subway platform. I can't remember. They're the communicating. We're communicating. We're sending more, basically we're sending nonverbal Morris code to someone. Yes. And it's like, oh my God, I see another man that I think, you know, oh my God, Brokeback Mountain, perfect example. Even though Brokeback Mountain's all about, you know, being in the closet. What are the odds that two men who were both sexually attracted to each other both happen to be secret homosexuals and both happen to be working the same goddamn sheep? Tr- you know, we all know Brokeback Mountain, girl. I, I watch it daily and cry. I still love that movie. <laughs> watch the but the thing is, the passion... God, I still cry about that movie. The passion about that movie, and that's what I meant, Brokeback Mountain is not about, even though there's an amazing cruising scene in Brokeback Mountain, we all know, Brokeback Mountain is about everything we're talking about. Those two men were not being pigs or sluts. That was the passion. Oh, my God. And that was... Cru- I got to write that. That was cruising. They were cruising each other. No, and, no, no, no. No, I, no. Later, no. They, you know, you see him. That was... What I'm trying to say is, that, no, that, I, no, no, I, I no, 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 no. That but, was not them cruising. No, they no, no. Had, but oh the God, thing is, I'm gay and but, you're gay. Oh my God. And but the thing is, like, it's not the thing. Is, that's the. Like, oh, is, yeah, but but people think that all cruising is sexual. It's not always sexual. Yes. And that's yes. just they were cruising because they were trying to, in essence, figure out 
who uh, each other without asking questions. And let's be honest, the only reason why their wives found out was nonverbal. How do you, their body language, they didn't say, oh, we're gay. No, it was the body language. It was the, the intimate space that they were occupying. You can see, like, we all know when someone's into someone, when one minute they're far apart, next minute they're getting closer and closer. Proximity tells you a lot about the connection between two people. Watch that movie again because Brokeback Mountain. You know, I, I know the movie better. That's not how. That's not how the watch found out, but it's okay. We're gonna but didn't they? Didn't the, the one of them catch one of them kissing or something? Um, the one woman. No, she found the note. She found the note in the fishing in the fishing thing. I'll watch it again tonight. I might have to watch it again. But like, but what I'm saying, in essence, when you look at couples and people who are crew, like once so quote unquote not out, you the tell signs are the proximity to each other. You know what? I, I'm sorry. And I'm saying I'm saying that they're touching or anything like that. But it's, you know, I, I want to say this though. That movie, I feel that like all of our listeners, including myself and you, I do need to watch, watch. I haven't watched it about in a year or so. That movie has some great cruising scenes because the whole point of why the one character died, when they were showing how he he made the mistake of cruising a man that wasn't homosexual. And when I tell you, I always remember that scene. I I, I had to watch like 10 times. Like, even, I was like, God, I, I, I wouldn't think you want to suck my dick and I am a gay man. It was so, the way that they did it, like it was so like, having a good night. Yeah, having a good night. It was so like undercover, and I'm like, how the fuck did that man know that he was trying to suck his dick? But the thing is, they showed like the the extra lengths, and even that he fucked up, and he went, and they all killed him. Uh, but the point is, but even with that though, and uh, this relates back to our conversation. It's great when this happened. It was after him and uh, Keith Ledger and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal. It was after like they hadn't seen each other for a year. All of a sudden, Jake wanted and needed to be wanted. He needed sex. But the thing is, it wasn't that he needed sex. He wanted to have that intimacy. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Is that he wasn't cruising when him and he, he uh, when the, when they were seeing each other on the mountain or the fishing trips once a year, whatever it was. But the second he basically broke up, he's like, "Well, I'm not sure if I'm going to find love, but I need the touch of a man." Yeah. And, that, and, you know, that's the whole point. And then, and then, but also, too, the undercurrent was he didn't have a gay bar. He didn't yeah. have options. So that also speaks to our culture and have to understand that not all states are created equal in, the, in America. Just because we have equal rights here at all, in all countries don't mean we have equal opportunities, equal availability, and equal... Well, also, I'm going to say, so it's like we talked about before, it's, it's the theme the theme of our culture that's changing is that I'm going to say this. I know this is going to sound very desperate and sad, but it's true. Gay men take it as a joke. Like, even the gay, like we talked about, like you just said, like, well, he didn't have gay bars. The thing is, back then, gay men used to use gay bars for, this is my one chance to find not sex, but love. Now you go to gay bars, and men literally look at it as a joke. And the men who are looking there for a date, for sex, for, you know, anything... Like, men, like, laughing, or, you know what I'm going to say, like, even Facebook, so funny, as much as I trust me, I've been attacked many a time, men are like, this is not grinder and scrub. There is no, like, you know, for example, there are men, God bless, who have these stories of meeting boyfriends or dates on Instagram, Facebook, but yes, 
we are still a minority, even though you live in another state. I find you attractive. You find me attractive. We're both gay men. We have a platform that, for example, during this Brokeback Mountain days, they didn't have Facebook and social media to find other gay men. So even though Facebook, yes, it's for friends, it's also for connections. But my thing is that uh, with the misconstrued, I've had so many men throughout the years who have been like, oh, you're hot, you're hot. I'm like, oh, perfect, I'm jerking off. And they've had an issue with it. And like, you know, acting like I'm sexually harassing them. I'm like, again, like you were talking about before with the whole acting like straight people, baby, you know what? If you're not sexually attracted to me, that's fine. Tell me that. But again, this where as gay men, we have this, uh, the battle is don't sit there and tell me you think I'm so hot. And then tell me that you don't want to like do another direction or and when I say hot, I'm being very, uh, very vague to, to I'm like, I've had men who be like, Oh, you're a big fucking fat uncut dick. And I'm like, perfect. You want to watch me jerk off sexual harassment. Oh my God. I'm like, Bro, you just talked about my fat, uncut dick. Like, you know, the thing is, it's misconstrued of what are we and who are we. It's, and a, lot of, it's a lot of dirty talkers. Like, they just want to talk. Like, yeah. they, they want that experience. Like, and I think it's more of they're deprived of having that outlet. Yes. And they just want that outlet, but they don't want to come off or as weird or awkward because they don't have it. It's like, you don't have that there. And it's like, we have to, I don't know, guess be a little sensitive, but at the same time, it's like, you have to like be understanding that you're going to get that reaction. You don't have to shame somebody if it's the reaction that you don't expect, but you can be an adult and have communicate and say, Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I just want to compliment you. I got a little carried away. I didn't, I didn't say it as a point to having this. And a lot of guys don't explain themselves. That was a good point. We're kind of segregated more now in that, that back in the day, everyone was cruising. Everyone was looking. We're now we're very segregated to, you know, like we talked about with slut shaming and how gay men, you know, look at gay men are different now is that some of us are just happy. Like my good old best friend, Bonnie Lynn, I mentioned her. She's a Southern gal. There are so many gay men now who are okay, and it turns them on just to send their dick pic on Scruff and Grinder. <laughs> to them, that is so hot. And then when you meet someone who's sex positive, or and I'm saying like, listen, I know many men who are husbands and dating who are very sexually open and sexually free. But then when you meet one of these men who are sex positive, or like again an old soul, like a 1970s gay man here, who's like hot, let's meet. It, it's like this not only offensive in a way, but terrifying because they, they, these men are so content with just talking back and forth. Hey, hey, dick pic, dick pic, hot story, hot story. You know, and I, I've had a lot of men, it's very reverse psychology. We've talked this before. I've had a few men that I've learned. And when I say learned, everything to me is a link to your future. I've met so many men who I've sat there with and they think I'm rejecting them in a way and like reverse psychology. They get furious with me, but it's not rejecting them. I, I, I just want man, beautiful man. It was, uh, this went on for weeks. He basically just wanted to have like erotic story time on scruff. Like uh, it sent, he did, he sent me his beautiful dick pic. This man was a model, definitely above my, my type. But when I say type, like, like, I'm sorry, this man was the 10. I was not the 10 in this relationship. <laughs> man, beautiful. But the point was he was into this, that's really was enough for him. I don't think we ever were going to meet. I don't think that we ever, ever, ever were going to meet 
unless we bumped into each other somewhere in Fort Lauderdale. But I finally broke it off. When I say broke it off, I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm looking for men that are actually going to meet. This is not going anywhere. I'm done. I've seen this before. Again, as I get older, I get more queenie with this. I'm Thursday. The point it's is... not that you, you're a New Yorker and you're, you're yes. directed to the point. You don't, you don't exactly. waste time. You're not, care, you're not trying to be courteous and civil and trying to have show face. You're like... But even New Yorkers had problems with me, too. So I will say it's a little bit made. I'm a little bit too forward. <laughs> but the point is, even in New York, I've met men similar. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've never met men as bad in New York as <laughs> I have down south. But even in New York, some of them, they really do. They, they like the chase and the going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Where I am that old school 1970s gay man who's like, you know what? Right here, right now, I want it. I want instant gratification. Let's go out. What I'm trying to say, there's a lot of gay men. And that's what cruising was, is that we want it. We want it now. Where a lot of these gay men are privileged because, again, we're not Jake Gyllenhaal in Brokeback Mountain. And that's where I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm actually being a hypocrite. I'm agreeing with that aspect. Yes, there is more of us. There's more, more ways to find us now, like we talked about with Facebook and Instagram. But even with all that said, that there's more ways for me to find a man, there's still a smaller percentage of men that like us back, meaning gay. But I always say there's, there's still, even though, yes, there's more ways to find the man looking for you, there's still not as many men looking for me as men who are looking for women. Right. And that's the whole aspect of cruising. Uh, I, I would like for you to read... Uh, Ricardo, another a thing about that you read it before we called about that uh, Alex said in cruising uh, about the 20 times driving around the yeah. book. Can you read that for us? It was, it was the prelude um, in the book. Can you read the prelude? <laughs> the prelude. I love Can it. Can you read the prelude for us, Hanny? Um, <clears throat> you have to practice patience when you cruise. That's the first sentence. Which I don't think people, I think people see these shows and movies and they see these clips of cruising and they don't realize how long you're out there and that it doesn't happen right away. Unwanted and ugly because again, like you just said it best, they see, and when I say these gay, I mean myself as well. You see these movies where these, you know, men walk in and within five minutes, this man locks eyes with them and they're walking into the shower together and they're fucking at the gym. Baby, baby, trust me. Me and Rick, I think that's I think that's both of all us in all of New York City, we all have the most we can all write movies about our experiences at New York Sports Club Sauna Series. <laughs> Fuck I don't care, sue us. I'm gonna say it. You know what happened there at New York Sports Club? Because you close it down all the time on us. It is never like that. I have I have literally, we all talk about this. There's been men, and Rick, I know you're the same, because we've been in the same sauna steam until the end. Be like, Jesus fucking Christ. They, I have come with a man who has been in the sauna steam with me for the same hour and a half, where I'm like, oh my God, bitch. We could have busted on nothing an hour and a half ago and lived our lives. Because, it, and I, I just always say the story, because I know our, our old listeners will know this. I have so many stories, but that one famous one of the man who's wasted 30 minutes of my time. When I say my time, there's many men like him. There's many men like me. And all of a sudden, as I'm finally done, he looks at me, whips up his towel, 
and has a full erection. And I'm like, as the straight man's walking in. And now we can't play. And I literally have daggers of anger at him because it's not that we can't play. It's like, you asshole. We could have played 20 minutes ago. And I knew you were hard. And I've been squeezing my dick like I have gangrene on it. I'm going to rip it off. I'm I'm homosexual. But now that you've decided to finally pull up your bussy, see how I did that, bussy? <laughs> you know, not be a bussy? The straight man walks in. Like the one straight man that, that's on vacation on 49th Street who doesn't realize that all the homosexual men are downstairs in the sauna. Point of the story <laughs> is that that's what I mean by patience as well is that it's true. These movies, they don't show that. And then these gay men, when they go, what do they feel? Ugly, rejected, not wanted. No one wants me. This is stupid. I feel stupid. Why and am I here? I feel like a lot of people feel like if they have to cruise for men, that they're a failure. They look at cruising as a failure. I need you to clap, Rich. Oh, sorry. I, Richard, I need you to... Uh, don't forget, I am a note taker as well. I gotta write this shit up, so sorry. Please yes. write it down because that was one of the best things that we've ever really said on this. That especially right now, back then everyone cruised, so there was no ugly, there was no hot. Everyone was gay. When you like, we've seen the videos, documentary, like Great Sex Seven. Those peers had like two hundred men all just cruising, fucking. I'm gonna say like back in the day, and I always talk about this. When you went to a, a any jockstrap party, every single man in that building was in a jockstrap, took a Viagra, had a hard dick. They were fucking tonight. Where now we live in a world where I feel that a lot of men who are exhibitionists, men who are about cruising, men who are about open sex, they feel that stigma of only unattractive men, only unsuccessful men go cruising. And I'm going to say this again too, Fort Lauderdale, I feel this way a lot here in Wilton Manors. I feel that when it comes to the really nitty gritty cruising scenes, that's what it is. It's all the men who are ashamed that, oh my God, if anyone sees me here, they're going to judge me, mock me, call me ugly, call me a failure, that I have to go to this cruising club or area. I, I can't find the quote in the book right now, but that was one of the things that they pointed out, that cruising was the equalizer. It didn't yeah. matter if you were rich, poor, High class, low class, ugly, like it was the equalizer because you it was like a transaction. You both had an exchange of where cruising, where you went out for cruising and you got an end result. So it was almost like a business, but like it was the equalizer. Cruising was the equalizer and it brought men who you never probably would interact with together. And it was like, He 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 mentioned some other some scenes in the book, which I thought was adorable because was amazing because he discovered cruising by accident, mm. and that's how he got introduced to it. So then it was kind of like, oh my god, I need to know more about it. But there was nothing available, so you had to like you get almost initiated into cruising in a lot of ways, not per se. You know, like this old like introduction or this tutorial or this video. A lot of times you've been initiated into cruising in places where you didn't even know what that meant. You just know that 
there was a spark of interest in you that you probably never had in your life, especially if but you're young. Now, as gay men, you're scared to act on it because I'm going to say this too, and I say I'm trying to make this very equal, but I'm very blessed, and I really hate saying this because I know that a lot of people down here, this is why a lot of people in Florida hate me. In New York, <laughs> for me, it was easier because, baby, it didn't matter if I was shy or not. My first time seeing men having sex in the sauna steam room, I opened the door and there was 15 guys blowing each other. I'm like, so this is a thing. Got it. Welcome <laughs> to the world. Here, for example, even living in Wilton Manors, which is more, uh, you know, clearly the gay area, I see the cruising in the gym locker rooms. And when I say the world, I get uncomfortable because I get scared for these men that are clearly cruising and gay. Because I see, even in Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manors, the gym I'm talking about is a very straight gym. And I'm talking, like we said again, this is where I say I feel bad for, when I say bad, uh, not gay cities. You know, I sit there and I'm like, even though a lot of these gay, these men who are straight know they live in Fort Lauderdale, which is kind of like a, I know that Fort Lauderdale, I grew up in a gay town. In essence, it's your gaydar. It's gaydar, but also I watch them. I watch their... It's so fascinating to me that we're talking about this cruising book, which I'm, I honestly I don't care. I'm, I'm going to get the audio. I need to hear it. I, I, um, and I, and I, after you finish your thought, I'm going to, the next thing is related to what you just said. Go ahead. I, I, I'm so excited. But my, my thing was when I'm watching these, and I say cruising, cruising failures, and not failures, but, you know, because I, I see what they're doing, and cruising wins of death and, and losses of desperation because sometimes like we were talking about before that famous statement you know driving on the parking lot 20 times when you see these men doing these things it's like god thank i'm so happy that i i did i was born and raised and i grew up going to new york sports club where it was so easy like a movie and handed off to me so i watched these men i'm the man who doesn't play because this is my thing again i'm very this is who i am as a person i am i am my adhd instant gratification I'm sorry. Like I say when I bartend, I'm never getting sucked or sucking dick when I bartend. Baby, if I'm not 100% going to nut, I'm not giving myself blue balls. Because so many times I've done that thing where a guy's like, well, let me blow you quick. And all of a sudden, 12 guys come to the bar for a drink. Who really wins here? Because now I'm bartending with a heart on and I can't play. The same thing with the gym is that when I've been in the sauna steam room, I'm almost that guy I used to hate in New York. When I see that gay man who was bluntly making a statement that he didn't want to play. We've talked about this one before because he's someone we actually both know. He would be like making a statement. Like we, we'd all be in there trying to fuck and play. And this gay man would sit there like a straight man. And I've seen, there were times that gay men would be like, well, I know he's a fag because I've seen him. He bartends at this gay bar. And he would be like, excuse me, I'm using the gym. And, he, and I've seen fights with this man, this very individual, because the thing was, he was almost cock-blocking purposefully, because especially at this certain gym, you have the option of two different saunas, you know these gay men, you are bluntly attacking... But you're attacking in the cruisy one. Exactly, you're bluntly attacking your own people. But, you're bluntly going but, down there to mock, judge, and stop the sex. But I think it's reverse um, attention. It's, yes. It's the reversal of getting attention in a negative way. Yes. So I am that man in a light. I don't stop sex. But for example, when I go to the sauna, I walk in, I don't need to go in my towel. I walk in my clothes on. Don't get me wrong, though. This is where I'm a key star. The second I see any kind of cruising or think 
I walk the fuck out and leave. Because I'm like, not trying to be a straight man, like, but uh, yes, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't want them to block me, whatever. I don't want, I don't want to block them. But the thing is, when I'm watching these men cruise, it breaks my heart in a way because it's so scary and slow and, you know, like, it's fearful. And to me, it's not hot. It's scary, but also the desperation. Like, a lot of these older men, I, when I tell you, I, I literally work out for an hour and a half, two hours. I'm a big guy. We all know me. I'm trying to do what I can. There are men in their towel when I walk in that gym. I do an hour and a half workout. I walk out there in the same spot in the towel still. I'm not judging them. I feel bad for them. And when I say feel bad for them, because I've been them. I see that desperation, all you get back is desperation. Because any man who is a straight man is judging them and knows what they're doing. Clearly, they're not complete fucking idiots. But the gay men in there who are cruising look at them as desperate. Because you have been, and I'm going to say this in a way, I'm not judgmental, but in my eyes, my first inclination, which I constantly am stopping and rehealing, I go, oh my God, you poor man. You are so desperate. You've been sitting here bone-footed for an hour and a half praying that some man's going to come in here and I don't know, you're going to play in the showers in between the soccer dads walking in and out and straight men. It breaks my heart, but at the same time there are other gay men who don't feel that they're being like, what a fucking desperate oh my god, I want nothing to do with you. So that's where I want to piggyback about those movies. Now please don't read that statement that you were talking about that I'm obsessed with. The thing about cruising is you need lots of people around you to do it. You need strangers. You need choice. The rising cru- cruising culture is inextric- inextricably linked to the rise of market towns in the Middle Ages that grew into bona fide cities. Suddenly, there, are, there was the creation of spaces that were not personal. Public squares, streets, and alleyways, inns, and marketplaces. Shared by neighbors, family, friends, also travelers, foreigners, strangers. Which points back to like, if there was more people, they probably wouldn't be as desperate because they would have more choices, more options, and they would have came quicker and been in and out. And but I think we do have. There's not as many gay people because again, we are a minority. Even in Wilton Manors, in a gay, the gayest area of Fort, of Florida, there's still clearly not enough gay men. Coming out. Or same thing like that statement that you're about to read, I'm praying about the patients, about the man who's driving loopholes in the parking lot again and again. Oh. The thing is, in a gay, 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 gay city, and I'm going to say, I think New York really is one of the most high-volume, high-packed city of homosexual men. There's still that man in the glory hole being patient for an hour, because even in New York City where there's so many gay men, there's still times when there's just not enough gay men walking in and out. Do, do, what do you think about that? Like, I, I, and I think to the culture of men who are still here, who are around that time has cultivated and passed those traditions down to other gay men. And I think that's why it still exists in New York city and in San Francisco where it was, where they were the epicenter of the eighth, you know, epidemic and through, you know, through the, the start of bathhouses and, and leather bars and all that culture. Those are the ones, because as of today, as of now, New York and San Francisco, I be, no, yeah, 
are the only ones that really don't have bathhouses. Like, I know San Francisco doesn't have any. You have to go to um, Berkeley and Oakland area in order to go to Steamworks. And in New York, we just have the East Side Club, West Side Club. But those are the ones that's left. But they're even that, even then that, they're restricted in what they can do as opposed to, like, the Steamworks and the Flex Spas in other cities. I haven't been to Steamworks or a Flex Spa, so I do want to and need to go. But what do you mean by restrictions? Because, like, at, in New York, at the East Side and West Side Club, it was just like, you know, for example, but, here, the you know, the two bathhouses in Florida I've been to, it's like you walk in, you get naked in your towel, like... What I meant is that... I, as far as like you, you won't see a new bathhouse or anything like being established because they all been restricted. So whatever is, uh, business already been established, once those close, they can never be another bathhouse unless they get the same space. That's why oh, we don't have a flex spa or steamworks here in New York because of our ordinance and laws. So that's and and in two we have I think we still have some type of restriction. It might be. We better not enforce it, but I I know we're limited compared to other city other cities. Well, it's also when, when and I, I this is actually something very important as we're talking about cruising and things like this. It's not just the gay culture; it's also our culture because so many of the older gay men that I'm obsessed with that I love who teach me and tell me stories. You know, I always speak about this man John, uh, who I used to used to come into the cock nonstop, and he would talk to me. And he always brought this point that I was like, wow, God, I just, you just never look at it. He's like, back in my day, when you used to go into the bathroom and the locker room, it wasn't gay. Your men just got naked. You walked to, like, everyone was naked. You walked in the locker room in the 70s. Like, it wasn't about gay. Like, even, like, 100%, every man in there eats pussy. All the men were just walking around naked. That was it. We're now, even in an era that every man is straight, they're like, hiding there's a there's a sh- we're, we're getting worse and worse with shame well it's funny that you mentioned that because in um the other book that i read damn shame david pesner he talks about um being in the locker rooms growing up because you know they had required swimming and like where you had a guy go in a locker room and change and you know and he said that he was with his dad i think he was at like a like a bathhouse per se like or like a like a YMCA locker room or something, and the men were all naked. And he was like, he's looking at all these flaccid penises just talking around. He felt so awkward and just like, what do I do? I had the the exact same story that I actually loved as a child. It was in Atlantic City. In Atlantic City, when I was young, again, I'm 36, so I I had to be, I I was very young. I, I can't remember how old exactly, but I remember... When you used to go into the sauna steam room, it was the, the sauna's steam room and uh, hot tub was very much like a uh, uh, spa castle. The women had a locker room that was a steam room, sauna, hot tub, and the men had one. I remember as a child, it's like literally, like just going to the pool. Like, you know, like, okay, we're going to the locker room, put our stuff in the locker, you know, before, you know, we go in and every man was just naked in the the the, 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 the what's it, the hot tub. I always remember my father being like, because I was I was younger, and I remember I was a kid, and I was like, I want to go in the hot tub. And I remember my dad was like, 
you're too young because they, they had signs everywhere that said you can't go in unless you're like 16 or 15. I remember when my dad's like, also, he's like, I, I think the men would feel uncomfortable seeing a little boy because everyone was naked. But it wasn't like it was a sexual thing. It was very normal. My dad's like, everyone in the locker room is naked, babe. He's like, you know, because I was like very young. He's like, he's like you can't go in because everyone's naked. It, that's how common it was. Now you'd never see that. Because when I say like, like this was a big hotel, we were at like the Tropicana. Like, we were talking like hundreds. Of, like I literally, again, I knew I was homosexual. Because there was about a good, there had to be like a hundred men in this fucking locker room. Like this is broad daylight. Like going to the pool, they're all in there just walking around, dicks out. Like, oh yeah, we're from there, we're going on vacation. And I was like, I can't wait to be older to suck all of them. Because I knew I was homo. <laughs> the thing is now, you know, even Spot Castle, like what? we talked about, how Spot Castle now is co-ed because. All the men and women were complaining about the nudity. Well, I think, which is, it's funny because I just watched a documentary um, about Janet Jackson, the malfunction wardrobe, the New York mm. Times one on Hulu. And it, you know, because a nipple gave her, you know, her nipple being exposed, which wasn't intentional after I watched that. And it was a malfunction, but it was like the religious um, front of like, the religious conservatives and evangelicals were commenting and that that Congress and congressional hearings and what have you, that's what started the shame of like covering yourself up, being private, your body's sacred and all that. And I think that's what started that revolution that we were too sexual because i kept saying that we're too sexual kids and this and that and the super bowl and yada 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 they're using this offensive lyrics and you know before back when you were growing up we didn't have parental advisory labels we didn't have a lot of the censorship we have now like you just know that you didn't speak this way or that way on the radio Listen, i'm gonna say as the world turns it all went downhill adam and eve from being naked you want to be religious to every year, and again, I, I and this is not just me, everyone, the older you get, it's like, oh my God, the way that we get more and more and more and more and more and more conservative. And as much as older people, like, like you know, people always say, like, people say oh, oh my God, you kids are so great. No, it's actually the opposite. It, it's even just the freedom and the, of your own body, but the shame. But, you know, I'm going to say this too, you know, I, I always... But it's I, also I, I, American I, shame because... Europeans have a different and even like I would say the rest of the world the rest of the world especially like in South America and Europe they have a different attitude towards sex and like body because they you know they're they're all naked at nude beaches yeah and I'm saying this in a very actually healthy way it's like you know I always do say this when you have these children like you see all these movies, like you, you're so strict, you're so strict. Those are the kids who you see becoming drug addicts and wastes of lives, not doing anything. But think about it's true. I always said this because you know, again, living in cities, not now, not here so much, but more New York City. You know, New York City, my entire life was always surrounded by uh, foreign people on vacation. You know, we all live in New York Times Square, and the thing is, they don't look at sex how Americans do. Because it's true, they're at nude beaches when they're children, so they've seen already, you know, the, the counterparts of the sex that they're attracted to of their age. The thing is, sex to them is very—they're uh, very. What's wrong? They're very accepting of sex. They're, they're open very free about sex. Yeah, it's not. And you know, it's so funny when I worked. I worked a very short time on a cruise ship. 
And uh, it's so funny because so many of the men that I played with and met from other countries would always make fun of me and the Americans. I say me, like the other gays. Because they were like, as much as I'm so sexual and free, they would always be like, oh, you Americans with sex. And I'm like, uh, America? I'm like, Baby, I just, I just sucked your dick and made, had your come like 10 times. What the, what, what, the thing is, it's so, even me being the straightforward like New Yorker, to them, there's, I can't explain it, but they, it's just more like, it's just not direct. Or it's just not, it, I it's very calm, actually. It's like, oh, yes, let's do this. I they don't like the whole, like, yeah, I just watched you a YouTube video of Recon, and I just remembered, because um, you just reminded me, Recon did a YouTube video of cruising in Germany, okay. and they were saying how, they was like, oh, wow, they were in this park. He was like, there's people around, there's roads, and this, he was like, yeah, but people still cruise. Like, they find some little bush in there, and they cruise, and they have sex, and then they go on. And they said they even had designated nude parks where you could be naked in the park i have seen this not not germany i've seen i've seen there there are places that don't have like near beaches or water i guess but i i, I just started seeing there are parks now that have nude areas like it's kind of like central park you know how in central park everyone lays out to tan can you imagine a central park having a nude park god bless jesus <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god they would oh my god that'll be all the news but you know what's so funny to talk about Germany? I remember this this one thing about uh, Germany. I, I had a... Where did I meet this man? Well, uh, it's on our YouTube channel um, in our playlist. So be sure to go to our YouTube channel, click and subscribe. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> um, this man about... He was talking about... It was one of the, these leather... It Maybe it might have not been Germany. It was Germany or Berlin. But he was talking about... It was, it was, basically, it was de definitely uh, one of those like big leather conventions, you know, fetish things. Probably like Folsom Europe or something. Something. I cannot remember. And he was telling me how he was bluntly, full-fledged, like, fucking getting fingered and jerked off at, like, five in the morning with this guy, like, on, a, on just in the front lawn. In the front lawn of this guy's, like, house. And there, I, I don't know the whole layout, but there was, like, no backyard, so I kept on asking questions. Like, it's like, no, it's like, bluntly, it's like house, front yard. And this guy was like, you know, I don't care. Let's do this. And what was so funny was he was like, but the, you know, women and children, like, you know, like, I, I was like, you know, this, trust, this, I don't understand what your problem is. But he wasn't, like, crazy. He's like, no, was like, this is very normal. You know, I've done this before. This woman, his neighbor, basically, opened, was like, oh, can you stop? I'm... Uh, she 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 said it very in a very not homophobic, not like 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 oh not so early. I'm I'm about to come out and I started laughing, almost like you know, like a, a a woman coming out with a cough. Like oh my god, can you not water your plants at five in the morning? Like do it later. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but that's because I can't remember the exact which because he he said to she spoke in German, so he, the guy who he's with translated, and the guy said you know basically you know, it was like a. Can, can, oh God, you have to water your plants at 5 a.m. Do it later. So not, what are you doing? Like, oh, do that later. God, do you ever stop? And what that was the whole point of the story was the guy was like, oh, it was very not, like, she wasn't saying like, don't do it. She's like, do that later. God, go to sleep for once. And that, that, but the thing is, and he was shocked, like we're talking about, of how, oh my God. So in Germany, your neighbor catches you fingering someone's hole and jerking them off. And she's like, oh, God, do you ever sleep? Do it later. And she was a straight woman. Like, you know, so that's what the point is that 
they take it very, it's just different. It's much more common. That's what I was talking about with the cruise ships, the men who I met. They're very like, hey, do you want to blow each other? Yes, no. One, two. There's no dancing. That's what they would always say to me. They're, they're dancing around. Yeah. There's no like, it's like, no, because they're very, it, it, it sounds, and we've talked about this before with the whole uh, chicken soup for the gay soul. Well, they also, regardless, and, and but they're know, very easy to say, no, mate, I'm not attracted to you. Let's not waste time. Let's not hurt. Let's not make this infatuation grow. I'm going to tell you right now. Not really attractive. I don't hate you, but they're nicer about it in a way, yeah. and, and that's where I think the Europeans are much more. Uh, and they have, and they have cruising clubs. Like they actually have like a regular bar in a dark room. Like it's standard. It's not a like a. I'm not saying every bar has it or every club has it, but to them, they have a lot of options to go cruising in a cruise club. Like this club is for cruising. It's no big deal. Where us is like okay, I got a secret. Go to this location in the back of the house. They have this and that in between this hour, you know, 10 and 2. Listen, our, our, the European men, we've always sought for us. I'll talk about this until the day I die. When I'm dying, I'll see this. The hundreds of European men who would laugh in my face working at the cock for years. They had fun. They loved it. They, they, they loved it because they were having, like, you know, fun times with hot men and men who were, you know... Uh, Again, baby, I love a German accent. Germans love an American accent. So they were having, but, but they would come over to me and be like, this is the dirtiest place basically in America for gay men. Like laughing with me, like this is so sad for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Baby? This is the cock you're saying. They'd be like, do you understand what my world is? At Applebee's, I get a blowjob basically. Because like, <laughs> like, they would tell us like, the same thing you said. Like, like we're, we're from gay, straight. All of our clubs, basically what they were saying was, in, in other countries and in, in Europe, the cock is their version of like a drag queen bar. Yeah. The eagle is a version of a drag queen bar. They're like, that. that's where like we bring our, our, our women. And from. that's what inspired me to go out outside of the United States to look for parties and events because I'm like, if an American or anybody from the States goes out to Europe, they wouldn't, where would they go? How would they know how to find it? And so instead of just focusing on the United States, yeah, but there's so many parties and events. Like I told you, but the first circuit party out of Europe I went to was Excelsior in Mykonos, and that blew my mind. When I tell you it was snowing inside, and I don't mean, oh man, winter, on yeah, the dance coke. floor. And it was just like, as long as you could do coke, you could do coke, blow, whatever, long as you don't oh. pass out. That was how. Oh, you weren't talking about cocaine. Cocaina. <laughs> but yeah, I was fucking on the dance floor too. Like it was nothing. So well, that's heard, I have not been, but I've heard about uh like Berlin and uh Amsterdam and uh I've heard about like other uh, uh, from other Americans. Oh, it's kind of easy to find because the thing is the other men who like you know, picture, you know, I And they know, travel. Uh, they again, they save up to travel, which a lot of Americans don't do. They save they, up they, to travel. They will tell men like like how we in New York, for example, be like, oh, you know, go to the Eagle, go to Rise Bar, go to uh, Flaming Saddles, go to in other countries. Like, oh, there's a sex bar that happens 24 hours. It's right over there. Like, like there's no shame. Like they they say like 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 I can't remember the exact story, but the men were they were walking around and all of a sudden this man like like almost like how in New York like men will try to cruise and make you follow them into a glory hole. These men were like cruising and they're like no no follow us there's a 
sex party right now. And the guy was like, it's 1 p.m. And the guy who lived there was like, I know. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> a lot of sex parties in, in, in a lot of countries happen in the afternoon. During the like day. it's during the day, after work, lunch break. No secrets. And there's no, it's, it's open. Like, yep, nope. There, there's about 100 men right now having great sex on a Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And, and no that was, and like, that was one of the, the um, and that was and one of the, was like that. not and, just, you know, and that was one of the ones on my list of the nine ways to find a gay sex party was that there's regional websites like, um, Vamos Gay, which is, um, that covers Latin America, central, central and South America. And they tell you about cruise parties, sex theaters, glory holes, like cinemas, beaches. They tell you a lot. And in Europe, it's called Patroc, P-A-T-R-O-C. And they talk about, they have a little map. And you can click on any city in Europe for all the all the gay cities and what parties and events. It's dope. And I made sure I put that in there because, and then also I got to give a shout out to Men Play LA. For your pigs and in Los Angeles, check out Men Play LA because they have a lot of sex parties geared towards LA and Southern California. I love that. Yeah. My dream is to ju- just closing our statement with Cruz, which again, we'll talk more about this next uh, week as well. Uh, my dream is to find my lover, like these prude homosexuals who shame us, and for us together to journey on to encounter all the gay cruising in the world. Yes. But when I say encounter, very limited. I'm very jealous. That's that's the Long Island woman in me. Well, we can do things, but baby, if I see your pecker in more than four men's mouth, they're gonna be a problem. Okay, <laughs> you like it too much. That's where the straight woman. That's where the straight woman is inside me. Even if they love my life, mm, if I see more than four mouths on your dick, that means you're liking it too much. But um, <laughs> oh, you know, I want to say that too before as we close up. Uh, this week is a wonderful week, and when I say wonderful week, yes, it is the week of Thanksgiving to really give gratitude. In the United States, in some parts of Canada, I think. But Thanksgiving is, it really is a day to be thankful and be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have. And yes. also be thankful for things that you know that are coming and good things. But and who's coming also, in with you? that said, I am also going to say this as well. Wednesday night is the best night of the year for you as a homosexual, straight person to anyone, but especially homosexual. Go the fuck out. We don't even need to list parties because on on Thanksgiving Eve, it's like, you know what? Thanksgiving Eve's like Halloween. On Thanksgiving Eve, baby, any good party you've been to is happening. If if you've been to if you've been to like again, I'm only riding off some of the New York ones, or even actually I'm gonna say Fort Lauderdale. I'm not one hundred percent positive about three two one slammer, because I know they they are normally not open on Wednesday nights, but I'm sure this will be different. Anywhere you've ever been, you've had a good time, don't even question it, just go. Yeah. Club Fort Lauderdale, uh, a sex party in New York, GBU, members only. Bitch, on Thanksgiving Eve, it's going to be line and Ramrod. <laughs> Ramrod, anywhere you want to go. Any place you can think about, every man. That, you know what I always say? Things like uh, Thanksgiving Eve, Halloween, even though I hate saying this, but I love it, it's amateur hour. The people who don't go out, go out. Every Basically, the majority is out. 
the, the majority, everyone who you normally see out of but there's all those people who are like, I only go out like once every four months. Guess what? One of those times is Thanksgiving Eve. Because yeah. they all don't got work the next day. And even if they got work, because they're like me and they're slave to the eagle. I, the man. The eagle. What? The, yeah, I'm working every day. Even those people who are off, if they're off, they're like, you know what? I'm going out because I know there's so many people that never can go. It's that excitement that they can't go out on a Wednesday night because they work that 9 to 5 slave job Monday to Friday. So that's why we need to list the parties. But again, go out anywhere, any sex party you had, Google it because trust me, they're having a, they're having a party. Get that dick wet, get it all good, <laughs> bottom like you've never bottomed before. Yes. Because guess what? The next day you're gonna be hungover. You're gonna be God knows patching your asshole up and being fucked, and now you can finally eat. Like I said <laughs> to my friend Luca, he's like, "Come over to my house uh, to, before he left. I want to say goodbye." Cause I'm, he goes, we're ordering a pizza. And I said, you really know the vacation's over when the bottoms are going to eat. <laughs> it's like my, friend, my best friend Matthew used to always say, whenever I've gone on vacation with all those bottoms, they would starve me and have no food. I'm like, I'm not, I'm one, a big boy, and two, I'm not trying to bottom and I'll eat. And I don't care because I'll fucking shit on this dick. Bitch, I'm going to eat. I'm not starving. I'll shit on your dick. There's a song <laughs> that and everything. The last night of the vacation is when they would all eat. And I would always laugh. I'm like, you know vacation's over when all of a sudden you see all of my friends who are bottoms order more than a side salad or appetizer. <laughs> Thank God. So be thankful, bottoms. Thanksgiving should be the one night you can finally eat after getting fucked all night on Thanksgiving. With that said, Rick Easley, I am thankful for you. Oh, thank for you, sir, Brian. All of the bottoms and dick suckers in New York are thankful that you are Rick Big Dick Easily. They're <laughs> thankful for Big Ricky Below. We're thankful for late night cruising. I'm thankful for my bearish, wonderful, exuberant, ecstatic bear, Brian. America's sweet bear. <laughs> and also, like your straight roommate said, Watch my Twitter because I'm going to have to fuck a, a pumpkin pie. I, I always like to do something foodie on Thanksgiving for my Twitter. And I might just slap my dick on a pumpkin pie tomorrow. But I have to <laughs> because Rick's straight roommate, he, 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 you know, even though they're straight, those straights love to know about us gays and our sex. <laughs> yeah, so they're gay adjacent. <laughs> they're gay adjacent. <laughs> exactly. Top subverse. Uh, check our websites out. Late night cruising everywhere, latenightcruising.com. And I hope everyone has a very wonderful week with your family and yes. friends, and we will be back. Oh, and just for the uh, oh, big announcement we hit 40,000 downloads this week. And we hit 3,000 last month, and we're probably going to hit 3,000 again this month. Well, you know what? I reach for the stars. The bigger, the better. And God bless Jesus. More men. Like I said, late night cruising. We find sex for gay men. Yes. Good night, everyone. Have a wonderful Mwah. evening. And we'll see you next time. Yes.